Let's go to uh, Luke 6, 46 and 49. And let's ask Mr. Tosh. Yes, sir. Osborne, will you open us in prayer? Go ahead, Tash. All right. So in the context of what we just finished, how do we apply that? How do we apply the words of God to what we just, just went through, what, nine months? Maybe? Can't count. It's talking about what? The foundation, right? <clears throat> yes, sir. I love it when Mike goes, he can't go like this. You know, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Amen. We all agree? Anybody disagree? You can disagree with him. You can. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. And what do we call that? What do we call when we do what we're told to do? Obedience. And that is what we're going to talk about the next few Sundays in the context of grace. Because it's not rules that we have to follow, but faith that strengthen our belief and our sanctification. With the foundations that we have gone through. Make sense? Yes? You can go like this too, if you want. All right? Anything else? Anybody else? Let's go to uh, 1 John 2, 3 and 4. You ready? And I will read from the ESV. 1 John 2, 3 and 4. And by this we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Huh. Obedience. Are you obedient? Don't answer. It was the most difficult week, and I've had very difficult weeks preparing for this class. Because every time I wanted to start preparing for this, something came up. And I couldn't be obedient. And something just got in the way. Whether it was true or not. You know what I mean? I didn't make the time. And all of a sudden is Thursday. And I'm like, oh, I got to get going. I have to be obedient. But is that the obedience that we're talking about? In a sense, it is. Someone has a... Right. So, so in that, in that let's, there, let's all go to uh, Luke 5. 
Luke 5. So I, want to, I was going to go to that later, but I, I guess I'll, I'll bring it now. Luke 5, verses 1 through 7. Actually, I, actually let's, let's, let's not. Let's go to uh, Luke 17. I'm sorry. Luke 17. And then we'll come back to that. Luke 17, verse 5. Troy, would you mind reading 5 through 10? Huh. Isn't that what we're, she is pointing out? What is, what is Christ talking to us there? Anyone? Anyone? We're commanded to serve, but how are we to serve? Sir, no, no, you got to go. The humility of the heart. It's like it's for him, in him. And that I think that's the hardest lesson we learn because we have to constantly remind ourselves that it's not about us. That is about God, Christ. That is what he has done for us. That is he delighting in us so we can delight in him. What? He doesn't want me to have fun? Yes, when you are in him. What? But one more time, Daddy, one more time. But we got to go. You know, those of us who've had little kids, we know that, but we got to go. Come on. But it's all about us, about our children, right? And that's how, how we act with God. But he says, your faith is strengthened when you serve me. And your heart is given to me in everything you do. That's what I got from, the, from that verse, those verses. You wanted to say something. Well, I didn't steal one. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that. Exactly. And we go back to grace. It's all going back to grace. Because it's not what you've done, what I've done, what anyone has done, but him for us. Do we agree? Please, everyone goes, yes. 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 So when we say, and we say it, and we should pray, strengthen our faith. And we have to strengthen our faith by serving him. And how do we serve him? That's the question. How do we serve him? Anyone? Serving others. Obeying. Obeying. Anything else? Go. Worshiping. Giving him glory. All of those. When we make him first. Constantly. And yes, we are going to stumble. But we have him inside. We have the Holy Spirit. You see how we're connecting all of the foundations? 
And we reconnect and we say, Holy Spirit, you are in me. Strengthen me. And the more we are in him, the more we connect, the more we are in him. And we abide in him. You need to get familiar with that word, abide. You are grafted. You are together. Yes, sir. Osborne, if he wants, he could take you and, and, and you're done. Because it's not about you or Lewis or anyone here. That's the point. We're all sinners. In Ukraine, in Miami, in Kendall, in Puerto Rico, in the, in the world, in the universe. We're all sinners. And we need Christ. And he promised that he is coming back. And until he comes back, he said there'd be wars and rumors of wars. You're living his prophecy. So don't belittle his words. Just live in the hope that he is coming back and that he is going to fulfill what he promised. And don't doubt and strengthen your faith. That's what you need to live as. That's what you need to live and pray him for him and in him every single day. Yes, sir. But, Lewis, let me add something. And, guys, don't stay on the cross. There's a resurrection. And that is what we celebrate. Because he didn't stay on the cross. Yes, he died, but he resurrected. And he is God. And because he resurrected, that is salvation. So don't stay on the cross. Yes. Yes, guys. He died for us. But he came back from the dead for us. And he sent God, the Holy Spirit, to be with us until he comes back. Use the whole gospel. Use the whole thing. Live in the whole thing. Yes, ma'am. They were persecuted so in Right. And we and we have we have grown up on a on a on a country, on a church that hasn't suffered. We're just used to to happiness. We used to to just my toe hurts and that's my suffering. It is, guys. So we need to understand the life is difficult outside of Miami, outside of North Latin America. Someone has a, yes. Right. Let me, let me ask you this. Did the apostle die of old age? I'm just asking. John. 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 And he wasn't at a hospice. 
not at a hospital. He suffered, right? It was a hard living for Christ. And I'm not saying, guys, and I'm, I'm, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not belittling what we have. I'm not. Because they're blessings of the Lord to us. But listen to what I'm saying. They're blessings of the Lord. They're not yours. They don't belong to you. They might be in your name but they don't belong to you. He's given them to you so you can use them for his kingdom. So your house can be the house that your neighbors come and you can preach and you can share his word. That you can bring the word to your children, to your children's friends. And you live the life that he wants you to live, strengthening your faith. Nothing that you have is yours, it's his. And the moment that you realize that, your life will change dramatically. Because you will truly start living in obedience. It helps to understand that He is your provider. That He gives you the energy to get up in the morning. That He allows you to have a job or not have it. That He allows you to have friends or not have them. For you to have seven copies of a Bible and you have the time to open them, and you still don't. So our attitude towards obedience is important. Not because of what we do, but what we, He has done for us. And we're just starting. <laughs> Anything else? All right, so a call to obedience in the Spirit. And we're called, number one, to obey God's commands. We just read that. Let's go to Peter, 1 Peter 1, 14 and 15. Osborne, if you don't mind reading that. Uh, Danny, James 1, 22. Huh. Read it again, louder. Stop. As obedient children. If you are in God, you're a child of God. Keep going. And we have to be imitators of Him. And yes, we just said, it's hard, it's difficult. 
we can't meet that standard. But we ought to try. We ought to try. Danny. Be doers of the word, not just hearers. Do as I say and as I do? Uh-uh. No, no, no. So let's apply what we learn. And that's hard. That's difficult. I know. Because we have to change. We have to make the effort to change. And it's so easy to be what we used to be. But we need to do what he has asked us to do. And the more we are in the word, I don't want to use the word easier, but it's less complicated because we are in the spirit. And the farther we are from God, the easier it is to do all of that. And you know what I mean. Because we feel it in our hearts. And when we are in the Spirit, the Spirit tugs at us and says, Hey, eh, that's not right. But He's quick to forgive. Any questions? Any comments? Two. We're called to follow Christ. It's that simple. Uh, Tony, you read Luke 9.23, please. And Jesus, Colossians 2.20 to uh, 3.2. Read it again. So we have to what? Deny ourselves. Take the cross on a monthly basis. It's interesting, right? That he says daily. Not on, yes, sir. They didn't have, do they have social media? Yeah, they, do. they did. They, they had different social media. They didn't have the, the devices. Cara a cara. Cara a cara. But take my cross daily. And to your point, Continuously. And Paul says, pray without ceasing. So it's not just Sunday mornings, 9.30 to 12.15. This is the easy part, I think. Because we're all together. We can bring our, you know, masks, our facade, we clean up good. 
Now look at Mike. Woo! This is the easy part. But we take our cross daily. And what else does it say, Tony? And follow me. And follow me. Jesus. Huh. What does it say? What is he saying? What does it say about traditions? They're deceitful. The do's and don'ts are lists are easy. Works, works are easy. And you know, and we think, we think of works and lists and tradition. And, and we think about the Catholic Church. But we have traditions, all of us. All of us. And we have to really think about that. Is it, 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 is it, is it really that or, or is it this? Am I doing it because this is how I learned to do it? Because I'm used to do it? Or is it truly what God is asking me to do? Why am I judging this person this way? It's usually when we're judging someone that we have that tradition coming in it, it, without fail. It happens. And we have to wait. Time out. Is it me or is it them? And he specifically talks, and he's talking about the Jewish side, but he's really applying it to all of us. And our rules, regulations, and to-do lists that have nothing to do with the love of God. Anything else? Anyone else? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. And go back to our to our original conversation on the attitude. We had, I don't know, maybe half an hour ago. Why do we do things? With with our hearts. What is the heart of us doing something? Is it because we're going to gain something? Or is it because we really want to serve God? All right. Anything else? More than following a set of rules and expect to respond of a Christian to his Lord, that is what we need to, to do. And we are called to submit. Um, Natalie, Romans 6.16, 6, please. Would you mind reading it again? So we're going to be slaves. And again, it's another concept that we're not truly familiar. We are not. Historically, yes, we know, 
but we do not. Because none of us, I don't think, have really sinned or have been a slave. And it was very, it was very uh, uh, a normal practice in those times. And for a long time, to have slaves of all colors for all kinds of reasons. And that's hard. And you'd be a slave of sin or a slave of righteousness. But you will be a slave of one or the two. That's basic. We actually teach that in our, in our Sunday school to our, to our children. Anything else? Any questions? You're looking at me like, wow. What is Victor doing today? I got this twice. Sorry. Let's go to 1 John 2, 1 and 6. 1 John 2, and I'll read it for you guys. And we're going to see, we're going to look at how obedience marks a true believer. First John, first John, two. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, it's a liar, and the truth is not in him, We read that before. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says that he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So, what does obeying the word of God demonstrate? What do we show when we obey the word of God? Based on those verses. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he... You got quiet. We obey his commandments? Maybe. We keep his word? In him truly... The love of God 
is perfected. Is the love of God perfected in you? I hope so. I want to. I know I fail constantly. But I want to love the Lord. I want to follow his commandments. And I know you too. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Wouldn't that be great? That's what I'm hoping. That's my hope for living in Christ. Because I want to hear him say that. That I've done what he wanted me to do. That I serve him the way he wanted me to serve him. To the people he wanted me to serve. To share him with the people he wanted me to share with. You know, let me, let me, let me share something with you guys and with him because I have never done it. This guy here, we were neighbors for two years, maybe three years. And we said hello, and we share. Uh, and I, I always tell, tell Astrid, we need, to, we need to get with John, we need to get with John, until we actually saw him here. He had moved, and he came to the church. And I'm like, Lord... I'm sorry I missed my brother. He was next door to me. And I missed the opportunity to share with him. But now we are. And I love it. And the first day I saw him, like, that's John. What is he doing here? You never know. But you are called. So go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Or the other definition as you go, make disciples of all nations. And every time I think of John, it's like, God, The times that we talked and never shared God and never prayed with Him. What a waste of time. But no, the Lord knew. He didn't need me. But He's here and I love it. So go therefore, be obedient. One more, and then we're done for the day. Matthew 7, 21. And we read this earlier. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, 
will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So, if we don't do the will of God, we're not going to heaven. We can preach Jesus and not be in the will of God and not do what God says. And we have some many religions and churches that preach other gospel, very little G, and other gods, almost no G. They will hear, I never knew you. And how do we know God? Open your Bible. It's that simple. Be a Berean. Connect. Anything else? I'm going to stop here. We're going to look at... Um, um, examples of obedience and disobedience in the Bible next time and then uh, another topic and then we'll move on. Huh? No, we're going to move to something else. Yep, we're going to move to something else. I'll figure it out. Um, any questions? Any, anyone wants to add anything else? Troy? No? It's quiet today. No? Troy, you mind us uh, close, close us and pray, if you don't mind? Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you, guys. <laughs>